And welcome back, everyone. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers here with an exclusive guest speaker episode with Beyond Podcast. And uh, this is a pretty awesome experience right now because this is your 100th episode and you guys are coming down to AOA Studios to record this and, and have me kind of, you know, interview you guys for once because you never get interviewed. So yeah, this yeah. is pretty cool. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that because you've been on a, a few, of, a few, but it's nice to be podcasts. on the other side. Yeah. But guys, congratulations, first of all. Thank yeah. you. Uh, 100 episodes. This is really cool um, for all of my listeners, my, my audience. Uh, these guys run a really awesome podcast uh, where you guys cover high school sports, uh, amongst various other things, which we will get into. Um, but I'm so excited to have you guys. How, how you both doing? Good, man. We're excited to be here. I mean, your setup here is unreal. This is so cool. Uh, so thank you for this like opportunity. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, it shows that we need uh, we need some upgrades in our business. <laughs> too, so thanks for showing us up today. This is really nice. Nice digs. Yeah. And uh, for people that don't know, this is Anthony Petrellis, the host of Beyond Podcast. And John Sensaba, who is really just does a lot of the editing, uh, social media presence, essentially. Is, I mean, he makes it all come to life, truthfully. Yeah. I and mean, that's exactly what this business yeah. is. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. So we have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, you guys hit your 100th episode, which is amazing. Um, I cannot take credit for the balloons. We have a little bit of a live uh, audience behind here. Cool. Shout out, surprise really cool. Yeah. Shout out Carissa and, and Katie. Um, yeah. This is really cool. Um, so I... How we start off on the turntable teachers, we get to know you guys a little bit. It's called the objective. Um, and you being a teacher yourself, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with yeah. having to have objectives. So, um, yeah, I want to get to know you guys or have my, our audience and, and your audience to really, I think, flip it a little bit and get to know like you guys on where you really started and, and where, where beyond is today. So I definitely want to uh, start there. Um, I know we have history of how yeah, Beyond yeah. started, but I'm more so curious on how like John actually got into the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, we probably doing it for like four or five months in my editing was like iMovie, you know what I mean? It was like basic and simple and I didn't really know a lot. And John kind of reached out to us. We were friends, you know, really good friends. And he just said, Hey, I know how to do this stuff really well. I think he reached out to me like one time. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like just so wrapped up in what I was like trying to figure out. And then you reached out a second time. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then John sent the trailer over and I was like, you've literally changed this business to like what I've envisioned it to be. So I would say it was like five, six months maybe when we started when you jumped on board. Yeah, I would say because it wasn't just like an audio podcast, it was a visual one too where you were using Instagram and YouTube as other platforms as well too where there were visuals involved. I think that's where I noticed that, like, hey, this wouldn't be bad to be able to put out trailers. And especially during the pandemic, I think we all could say that we probably jumped on Apple Podcasts a lot to listen to different things to, to pass the time, you know, when everything was shut down. And I noticed that a lot of podcasts, that's what they were doing. They putting out trailers for their episodes, hyping them up. And it wasn't just um, waiting for the episode to be released. They, they really hyped it up and talked about what was going to be happening next week or, or adding that visual element to the podcast. And I think it's... Uh, it was it was great to jump on. That's something I've always loved to do, and it was something that I knew that I could definitely help you out with. So, yeah. 
Well, it's definitely needed because safe to say Anthony is not tech savvy. No, like all, no. I mean, I've gotten better, but like, yeah, I mean, I give myself like a C plus at this point. B minus, I'd say like, yeah, for sure. John definitely brings you to that like A level. A you plus, know I mean? a, a plus, plus yeah, yeah, a plus 100%. level. Yeah. Um, so obviously for context, for those the people that don't know, um, you know, again, this is not like, you know, me patting myself on the back, but I actually helped you start. Yeah, podcast, I've said it. I say it on every podcast I've been on. Like <laughs> I was just on Right Mind, and we talked yeah. about Shout you out Jay for Faith like and right ten Mind. like minutes. We talked about you. You helped him. You helped me, and we just like exchanged about how like grateful we were for that. You know. And yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, uh, I was always, I'm always, even now, I'm always, you know, somebody that really wants to help people and get to this because I know how hard creating a podcast is, and like. It, there's a lot more that goes into it than people realize for you guys to hit hundred episodes. That is a huge feat that yeah. might not seem huge to some other people, but it, unless you're in this sort of business in the podcasting industry, like, you know how hard it is to be consistent yeah. and reach that hundred episodes amongst all the other things that you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, so Anthony, I want to like ask you a question too, right now, based on that, because where do you feel like you've grown from episode one to episode hundred, just not as an interviewer, like I'll ask that in a minute, but just more so on like the technical side, like understanding, you know, how to record and, you know, the equipment that you needed to really just the uploading process and the, tra you know, getting John involved in the trailers. Like how has that process either been easier for you or how have you been able to level up since really yeah. your like infancy stages of beyond? Yeah, I mean, we were kind of joking about it off air, but like getting an iPhone was like kind of the first thing because like when we communicate, like John would make a cool video and send it to me, but then it come in like pixelated or whatever because I had I didn't have an iPhone, Android. So I think getting an iPhone, I realized how much easier it was to do the stuff that we were doing. For me, it was like much easier to cut an episode, send him trailers, upload to YouTube, screen record, like all of that. I mean, I I've come full circle. I mean. Audiences don't know, but like I never had social media before in my entire life before I started this business. So the simplest of tasks was the most difficult for me because I was learning like from the ground up. So I would say from like a social media standpoint as well, like I know how to use Instagram really well now. And I like understand analytics and I understand like putting a minute and 15 trailer out there versus putting like a 40 second trailer out there and paying attention to the analytics like that. So from like a technical standpoint, definitely just like figuring out like what the right number is or what the right seconds amount to put something out there to keep people's attention, to keep people wanting to see more and view it. I think that's probably where I feel like I've grown the most is just really studying the numbers and the math and the analytics behind everything. Because that really like, it tells you a lot, like numbers don't lie at the end of the day. So when I see people, even on an episode, we've talked about like when we cover a team, just how much we cut it down by like two minutes, how much more our views are or how much more people are staying on longer to pay attention to something. So Definitely. for me, it's just like the basic stuff, but just getting like really good at it, you know? Yeah. And you both seem to complement each other really well because, you know, you're obviously the on air sort of presence and you're like doing all the behind the scenes stuff. A lot of the things. So it feels like it's kind of a perfect marriage between the two of you guys. Um, yeah. specifically like, what can you say? Obviously you've said a lot about John's, you know, uh, addition and how, how useful he's been to the business and to the platform. But like, can you expand a little bit on like how he's been able to help elevate you guys from just a visual standpoint? Yeah. I mean, we dabble in like so many different things. So like, obviously our major thing is sports, but like, even when we were driving here today and parked in the parking lot, like we would just literally had a business meeting for like 30 minutes in his car and we were just like talking about 
all these ideas. And what's so great about John is like, John can make this all come to life. So like we, before I have ideas, we're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. We have ideas and John's like, I can do this. I can edit this. I can add this in and just makes our stuff come to life. So for like him, like thank God for him in a lot of ways, because I think the idea that we have and what we do is cool and it's really funny. He just can make it that much cooler and that much funnier and then add his own spice into it. Like, he is pretty much freedom. Like, I don't really question things he does. I think the only time I've ever questioned him is, like, if music is loud and vo voices. And I'm just deaf and he's not. So, like, that's also, like, part of it, too, that, yeah. like, I can't hear things really well. And he's like, dude, it's not that loud. I'm like, okay. You know, like, or sometimes, I'm like, can you just change it, though? Like, other than that, like, I trust him with anything. Like, I don't question. I don't whatever. Like, I don't give him deadlines. I'm like... Do it when you can do it. He's a dad. He's a really good dad. He's a daughter in high school. He has a young daughter who's three. Um, and he's works nonstop. I mean, he's, I mean, you wouldn't want to work with a better person, like who you are as a person, to, like have somebody like yeah. next to you, like believing in it, seeing it and making it even come more to life, you know? Well, that's the big thing, right? Like getting people on board that believe in it. Yeah. You know, I had a producer, uh, my friend, Sam, I said this many times, shout out my, my one of my very close friends, Sam, who same thing helped me elevate visually at a time when I needed it most. And again, it was one of those things where he just believed in, in the platform and yeah. naturally, uh, you know, he's not doing a lot on the platform anymore for a, a variety of different reasons, but he was so instrumental, especially during the pandemic of getting us to like kind of that next level. And, and John, my next question is for you, of course, sort of like, what's your background with video editing and sort of, you know, your experience thus far being on beyond because, um, you feel like kind of a natural, like, did you have a, a sort of a, a lot of experience before in, in videography, video editing, you know, software, that, uh, things like that? Or is this kind of one of those things where you're just kind of learning as you go? It's kind of funny, like, you know, before the podcast, back in high school and even in college a little bit, I, you know, I, I had a media uh, degree and maybe I did some like student films and stuff like that and did some stuff with audio and video and, I, and I've done, um, I've, I've been in a lot of bands, a lot of music and stuff like that. So used to record our stuff, used to record when we played out live and things like that. But you know, 14 years, there was a hiatus of just not doing that stuff. Like just kind of, you know, after college, it was like, all right, you gotta go get a job now. You gotta do this full time. And like still dabble very, very rarely in, in video and stuff like that. So I think this podcast and jumping on, it was definitely a way for me to open that door back up and not have it closed forever and say, hey, let's get back into it. Let's see what's going on. And I was blown away with the technology that exists now. And, you know, it might not have been as big in the Stone Age as Anthony was with, with certain, you know, instruments and tools and stuff like that to use. But I'm looking at him like, oh, my God, if this was only around when I was in college, if this was around when I was in high school, like this is unbelievable. And it gave me that opportunity to, like I said, open that door back up and get back involved with that kind of thing. But in all honesty, I watch a trailer that I did for, for beyond, you know, two years ago during the, you know, during 2020, 2021. And I look at stuff that we're doing now and I'm seeing I'm like, he's like. This wasn't as good as I thought it was, but it was then because it was right. so new to me. But of course, in all honesty, the experience I can say to anyone, it's just it's trial and error. It's just don't be afraid to try things out. Give it a go. And you'll always, always, no matter what you're doing, you're going to revisit it at some point and look back at the things. What you did in the in the past for anything that you do, it's going to look maybe bad and maybe terrible to you presently. But you wouldn't be where you are presently if you didn't do those things first. So it's, it's all trial and error. That's 100%. my experience. No, I love that. And I think that that's great advice for anybody who listens to this. I think that that's just 
good advice if you know whether or not you're doing something in media or podcasting or video that i think that kind of just rule applies any which way you know what i mean um i do want to move on to some things you guys are doing now with the platform because you guys are not just a podcast as Sort of, I've found with my platform, Turntable Teachers, those people that uh, that are tuned into our episodes know that, yeah, it's a podcast. There's a place where people come and connect and have conversations, meaningful conversations. But we do a lot outside of that as well and have really started branching out um, over the last few years. And, and you guys definitely do that. But um, my last question in the objective part of this, uh, this episode is really just, you had mentioned it briefly before, but you're both fathers. You're both yeah. family men. And what has that been like to balance your full-time jobs and your families and this platform as a, you know, as a, a juggling act. And Anthony, I guess I'll start with you, like as, yeah. especially being a father of, of twins. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mayhem. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's mayhem. Um, to me, like I've kind of just like sold myself to this. So like, to me, like it's work, 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 work. Like, to me, like I don't need a social life right now. I don't need to always go out and do things. I don't need to always go out and like, do whatever like to me it's like i teach i come home i want to be dad like i love being dad i love doing things with my kids and then my other free time is really working on this it's like i if you look at our phone conversation i probably have ten thousand texts in the last like month like because that's all i care about like to me in a way like having kids this is something i want to build to make life more comfortable for me and make more life comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm cool with like the balancing act. I mean, it's definitely late hours. It's definitely waking up early. It's not a lot of sleep, right? I mean, it's not healthy, but like that's the truth. And um, yeah, like they're my motivation. So like it's very easy for me just to kind of shut out life a little bit. And I tell my friends like it's nothing personal, guys, but like this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. And um, so for me, it's very parallel. Like the more successful this is, like the more I know I can be for my kids and my dad and give them what, you know, give them things in life that either I never had or just like, yeah, that they can have, you know? So, yeah. And it definitely connects. I, I hope you don't mind me sort of talking about this yeah, yeah, the shirts yeah. that we're both wearing so yeah. I, first off thank you for, for the swag appreciate yeah, yeah. it I was wearing the other, other Beyond <laughs> shirt but I had to throw this one on because it got I'll tell you I'm like, I'm like I'm afraid I'm going to be sweating through this I'm like so nervous I'm like this is not good we're like 20 minutes in you oh you're good you're good no, nothing to be nervous about um but no, listen, like I, I really appreciate what you've done again like I've said you've done so many different things with the platform and can you explain this shirt and like the reasoning behind it and what it means to you and I know you've done a lot of work especially with um, you know, kids with autism and, you know, your, both your kids having autism. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, your initiative and how beyond has really like helped with really, uh, sort of that process. Yeah. I think like, I mean, we worked on this a lot together, but like where I coached before, like I always had a purpose of like, we're going to do something for something, right? Like before we used to work with the one mission buzz off a lot with like kids with cancer. And this is before the podcast is something I did on my own through coaching, through teaching. And I always feel like no matter what you do, when you have success at it, even if it's giving back a little bit, you give back. And in this case, like it's obviously more personal. It's my kids. It's my life. It's my experience. And, you know, we talked about like wanting to put out different swag than like the black shirt that you had on that we talked about. Right. And so we thought what better way to do that was like April was autism wearing this month. I kind of pitched the idea to John and within like 10 minutes, he had a T-shirt design, which you guys are looking at and just a really cool introduction into the T-shirts, why we made them, what they're for. Even the back of them, you can't see that, but um, 
just a really cool like in the back talking about autism and like the was it acrostic poems or something like that uh so it, it, it was cool it, it, it was just be able to kind of do that and recognize like my kids um and what they're going through and um you know the give back and give awareness we're attached with the flutie foundation so this is kind of like that step two with them like they were part of our cornhole tournament we donate a lot of the proceeds to that so we thought what better way to start raising awareness ourselves before like our big tournament or our big fundraiser that we do give to like a foodie foundation. Yeah. Um, and we were able to donate like communication boards last year through our uh, tournament. We had four of them. You, you were in on it with us. Yeah. Two turntable 100%. teachers were living the KG life. Yep. Um, but we got four communication boards, sorry, three communication boards um, that were put into the remaining elementary schools in Mefford that didn't have one. That's awesome. And then we were able to put one in the school that my kids were attending in Wilmington. So um, yeah, like for us, it's bigger than like just interviewing people or doing cool stuff like this or hosting fun events. Like to us, like I think anybody who has a platform big or small has an opportunity to do something that's like close and personal to them or to give back in their community in some way. So for us, it's a little hustle. It's a little extra, but at the end of the day, we get a message across that is near and dear to both of us. So I'll let you comment too. Like I, I was going to say too, I think, and it's not for, you know, it's not anyone's fault, but I think some of the smaller things get overshadowed by these big, huge charities because, you know, these bigger charities, they're, they're, they're building buildings for, for people. They're donating wings. They're donating playgrounds and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's up to, you know, the smaller guys like us to, to really look at the things that are needed that maybe get overshadowed, like communication boards and things like that. And, you know, life comes full circle to you. I, you know has been part of beyond podcast for most of the time that it's been there. I went through two cornhole tournaments and then my daughter was diagnosed with autism after the cornhole tournaments. And I had no idea. And, you know, in, you know, know, not to get emotional or anything like that, but it means that much more to me. It meant so much more to me to be there and support anyone that, you know, struggled through life or for the parents or anything like that. But when, you know, hearing that and knowing what we've already done and accomplished together, it like made me feel like that much better you know just it just made me feel like oh my god there are people out there you know and i was an example anthony's an example everyone that participated in that is an example of people reaching out and helping others that they might not be directed to or anything like that that they're they're there for you there's a support system whether it's a family member a friend an acquaintance whatever it is there are people that are going to be there to lift you up and make you and, and be there for you and this is this gives me a whole new meaning to be part of this now yeah that's beautiful, guys. Like, it's so amazing that both of you now can connect to this initiative yeah. of give, like, with the Flutie Foundation, yeah. and giving back to kids with autism and things like that. Like, that is, and you know, as you know, us being teachers, like you, me and you, Anthony, like, I think that that's something that you know we see and deal with in various different degree to, to various right. different degrees from day to day. But um, you know, it's so great that you guys have something that you're doing outside of just your, your normal nine to five day jobs that, and again, making this platform be so much more than just a podcast, um, which I think is a great segue to the main lesson, which we're going to talk about where we get to kind of talk about what you guys are doing now with the platform. So you've obviously had this podcast, you've had, you've hit a hundred episodes. It's awesome. But you guys have done a lot of other different things too. Um, like you've done a lot of like highlight reels for different sports throughout the greater Boston area and North shore. And, and, and really like so many of these surrounding towns of, and communities in Boston, you guys have kind of 
given like you're kind of a little news outlet now yeah. or not even that little you guys are pretty doing pretty damn well numbers wise but yeah. like in terms of that like how did you guys get involved in doing highlight reels for sports and i and i love how you guys don't focus on just kind of like oh you know football and basketball or boys basketball or whatever like i i've seen you guys do like girls lacrosse and field hockey and uh so many different other sports like yeah. you know how did you guys come up with the idea to have beyond also be a, a platform to highlight you know the not only just the coaches um because that's like a lot of the main yeah. interviewees you have are high school coaches college coaches mm -hmm. maybe former players different things like that um but now you've really focused it more on not only the you know highlighting them in on the field but also on the podcast too so can you talk a little bit about that Anthony yeah. to start with you and like where that vision was yeah so like in you know obviously pandemic everybody was like locked in and as we were growing this just as a podcast we kind of talked about like when the fall opened back up that they were letting people in 2021 back in the stands or you could you know fall season was normal again you had to wear like indoors you might have to wear a mask or whatever but covid was going in a different direction at that point right so for us it was like a grind and hustle we went to like eight or nine high school games for zero dollars and zero cents we just went on our own we reached out to the ad and a lot of it was like guests that we had on our coaches then reaching out to them being like hey we love the cover all access locker room coming out warm-ups game post game whatever and obviously as like a former coach like i'd eat that up like i'd be like yeah i want to expose this kid who's getting looked at here or this kid's getting looked at by this school or you know my coach could be coach of the assistant coach of the year like there's so many cool things that happen in programs. And like, if I could share one thing, like we covered Stoneham a couple times and they played an elite championship game. Long story short, there was a giant shed. They open up the shed and there's like 30 alumni coming out with like, I mean, these are like guys in their like late twenties, early thirties. We're not talking like 19, 20, 21 year old kids who were fresh out of high school. We're talking like grown men. Okay. And they're wearing their Letterman jackets and there's like 30 of them. And my first thought is like, how many kids are hurt in this game that all these kids are wearing their Letterman jackets? And then I realized it's all, he brought back all these alumni from when he uh. was a tenure there at Bob Almeida. And it was probably the coolest clip we ever caught. And I think after that, I started being like, man, there's so much cool stuff that's going on that like, we don't just have to show the X's and O's of a game, like fan interaction. Like some right. of the kids we met are crazy. You know what I mean? And that stuff's been a ton of fun. I know? think it was talking also about like, I was a huge fan of those 24 sevens on HBO and having that behind the scenes. Like I, yeah. I used to love the winter classic ones for the hockey teams and yeah. whoever was going to be in the winter classic, they'd have like a five, six part um, series that started in November leading up all the way to new year's day when the game was played. And you're watching these hockey players at their home. You're watching them having Christmas parties. You're watching them do things for charity and you're watching them practice and you're watching them in the locker room, get lit up by their coach or whatever. And that was something that, I recognize, and I think we both recognize saying, you know, when we were kids growing up, <laughs> the best you got, and I say this all the time, was your local city camera might come down, catch your game, right. and it was on at 2 in the morning. No one was watching it, and that was your access. Was someone came down with the big old JVC camcorder, filmed your game, and one of your parents maybe did the play-by-play. -play. Right. And that was it. That was your exposure. Maybe you got a clip in the paper. Social media has changed so much that kids want things right away, there's so much opportunity and we see it. Things are getting captured on these phones all the time. Videos of everything. Why not get down to the field? Don't take it from the stands. Get down to the field. Get in the locker room. Hear the coach's speech and things like that. These are things that are never recorded and never showed at the high school level. I mean, we see the, 
you know, the coaches' speeches on ESPN and stuff like that. And, and those are the coolest parts. People love and eat that stuff up. Yeah. Why not have that access for the kids and spotlight them in ways that they never would have been spotlighted before, you know? Right, because how many kids, like percentage-wise, right? I don't know the percent. This is more of a rhetorical question, but, like, there's not a high percentage of kids that go on to play college. even just Division three college right. sports, right? right? So, like, that's the end of the road for a lot of those kids. And for them to have a little piece of that, right? Like, even for, like, I'm thinking about from a basketball standpoint, like, if you had, like, the 12th guy on the bench, like, he's going to be in that video in the locker room, right? right. Like, camaraderie right. with the team right. or maybe cheering on the bench, right? Like, they're going to be in that highlight video even if they're not potentially on the court or the field or things like that. And that's so awesome. And I, I was even thinking back to something like Hard Knocks right. That, right. from the Same NFL, kind of thing. right? Yep. But, like, again, they don't have that for high school sports. Again, when I was in high school, I haven't been removed that, you know, that long right, ago, right. but about 10 years or so, 10, 11 years. But, like, yeah, the best – we had was like, yeah, like just write-ups in the local paper, in the Salem News. Like that right. was about the peak. I remember one time when we were having our big state championship run, uh, Channel 5 did have like a story, did a, like a quick story on us. Probably a five-second clip. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. that long. It was right. about a couple of guys that yeah. just played really, like played well in that game. Yeah. And it was because we were playing at the Garden. Right. That's the only reason why. Yeah. So it was not, you know, the, the, the third week of the season on a Friday night rivalry Stoneham against Wilmington. Right, you know what right. I mean? Or, I'm not saying they're rivals. I actually have no idea. But like that's besides they the They did point. play each other in the league title game. That game that we were at, you, you literally was the matchup. <laughs> was literally a matchup. Yeah. But, see, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so my, To go off what you're saying, though, think of the percentage of kids that don't go on to play college. Yeah. But I bet you 100% of the kids that go that, you know, will remember their high school sports. They'll remember the team they were on. Absolutely. They'll remember the big play they made, the game they were at, the senior night, whatever. Those memories stick together. You know, they stick in that brain forever. And why not capture it so that they can at some point go back? You know, hopefully, you know, when uh, you know, Instagram's around longer, we can figure out a way to, to move things around. But we ha we've captured something that they can go back and watch, and they don't have to dig through the boxes and find the newspaper clipping that probably is destroyed by now <laughs> or try to find the old VHS that no one has a – uh, v, uh, VCR anymore so right. that's over that's all you know it's all said and done now they can go back and they can watch these times in their life that they'll never ever forget you know yeah. it's, it's so niche but you guys have unlocked something that really was needed that I think a lot of people didn't realize was needed and I think it's a testament to how much you guys are getting hired out to do these things. Yeah. Like, I feel like you guys are doing a new one, like, almost every other week I get a text from him all the time hey, <laughs> girls volleyball next Thursday you're around? Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know, boys lacrosse in this city. You're around? Yep. Basketball here. Hey, I just five more games this week or whatever. And yeah. we have spreadsheets going nonstop. Yeah, because, it's like crazy. Like you said, on top of your already full-time job and, and having stuff for the kids and things like that. And, my, you know, I have a daughter who's 14 who played high school softball. So this year it was, hey, Anthony, here's the high school softball schedule. Book the games based off this because I can't yeah. go to them if she's got a game going on. Yeah. Right. And, he, and, you know, and, and we work together on that. Well, but, that goes yeah. back to earlier conversation we had about, like, you know, that balance between, right. you know, right. having full-time jobs and having, oh, you yeah. know, family and kids and different things like that. But then also trying to make this thing work, too. Yeah. It, it's great when you guys can bounce off of each other and say if one of you can't make it or maybe the other makes it. And as long as you have we'll the footage, you can always figure it out yeah. later, you know. Yeah. And what's crazy about this business, too, and, like, I've said this to him before, like, we're in a world now that, like, and we've seen it. Like, we've seen it now going our second season fall second season winter second season spring is it's almost like being a teacher like if parents see that this this group of kids when they were in a certain grade got this this and this when their kid gets to that grade they want their kid to have this this you and better this. be there right? so the if we're covering shit, right? a senior night 
you know those junior, sophomore, freshman parents are like, we want our kids getting this when they're a senior. And the coach is stuck. Like, I, as a coach, like, we get stuck with so many things. That we're like, oh, my God, here we go. He, he thinks but that's we, bad. I got a 14-year-old who is already booking me for everything. So, yeah, you got to bring Beyond down, you know, and she's got JV softball. And it's, it's, but that's another cool aspect is having her and her oh, yeah. friends following us because we're literally interviewing their classmates and things like that. So, it's that's a different aspect so for cool. me. Yeah. But, you know, but that's the thing. It's just, like he said, people are watching it. And that's the expectations now is like, Wait, you would, you know, you're there for that. You, you gotta be here for that. We need you there. You know, it's it, they love the fact that we are there to, like I said, capture those moments. They need us. Yeah. They need more of us. It's amazing. I'm I'm so happy for you guys and all the different things you guys. I mean, that's if you can believe it. Our listeners, I'm sure you got, you know, if you're beyond listeners, you know how much they do. Our listeners, you, we haven't even honestly scratched that much of the surface yet. Yeah. And there's a, actually more that we need to get into, but. On my show, we do a little something called pop quiz, and I'd like oh, to yeah, know, take yeah. you guys. I know, I know, Anthony, you know what yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> John, this is gonna maybe be a, uh, a new one for you. Um, so, on pop quiz, um, what I'm gonna do is ask you both, or one of you individually, a series of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, give the best answer you possibly can. Some of them might have to do with the podcast and sports. Some might have nothing to do with them at all. Um, Anthony, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with something a little easy. Okay. Yep. They're going to get progressively a little bit hard. Tougher. I like that. I like um, that. So true or false? You were named prom king, <laughs> but you haven't won a wedding dance off since 2007. Wow. I know definitely who said that. Um, <laughs> Sources that is are true about prom king. That is true about prom king. My senior, I was prom king. I don't know about the 2007 dance off. I'm, I'm, we'll talk off here who gave you that one. I think I think I know who gave you that one though. Um, I'll say that's, I guess, true, but I'd like to see the facts backed up on that. Okay. One. Fair yeah. I mean, again, that, that was more of a subjective. <laughs> he was at my wedding. He was the best dancer out there. I oh, mean, okay. All right. You heard I it mean, here first. Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. John, low key, you're actually a pretty good artist and drawer, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Um, I mean, I don't want to sound boastful, but yeah. Yeah, you are. True. You are. Very let's, good. Just, let's just say you yeah, are. Very yeah. good. Um, other than numerous renditions of Willie Nelson, what is your favorite thing to draw? Um, I like characters. Like I, I, I like drawing famous people, musicians, and stuff like that. Um, There's an infatuation with Willie Nelson, though. I got, I got to know a little bit about Willie. Yeah, uh, Willie Nelson. Quick story. My grandmother was heavy into Willie Nelson, and I mean, even till the age of 95, she would belt out a Willie Nelson tune every once in a while. So, you know, I live in the home that you know my grandfather and her had their whole lives and. I don't know. It just came over me. I started playing Willie over and over and over and over again, and I just love him. Seen him live a few times. He's, he's the man. Cool, cool. So you like actually big Willie Nelson fan, but you also Nelson love drawing bit. characters, which yeah. is great. And Willie Nelson is definitely a character. <laughs> All right, Anthony, you've been known to be good at naming state capitals, so I'm going to give you about 60 seconds. Can I get a timer back oh, there? Oh, jeez. Fantastic. Oh, All right. Wow. This is good. So I'm going to give you 60 seconds. You're going to name as many state capitals as you possibly can. You ready? Oh, so can I say this? You want me just to say the capital? No, no. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the state, okay? And Cake. Then, and Cake. then you give me wow. the capital. Gotcha. If you can't, for, for whatever reason, think of it, you can say pass. Deal. Okay. Are we ready back there? We might get all fifty. Is there someone there. to check the answers to? You have them. Oh, I got them. I got them oh, right here. This is what this big sheet is. I don't need him going Somerville, Massachusetts. I mean, Medford, Massachusetts. All right, you ready? Yeah. Alabama. Montgomery. Alaska. Juno. Arizona. Uh, Phoenix. Arkansas. Little Rock. California. 
Sacramento. Colorado. Uh, Denver. Connecticut. Uh, Hartford. Delaware. Dover. Florida. Tallahassee. Georgia. Atlanta. Hawaii. Honolulu. Idaho. Uh, Boise. Illinois. Uh, Chicago. No. No. Wrong. Wait. 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 Um, Springfield. Good. Indiana. Indianapolis. Iowa. Des Moines. Kansas. Topeka. Ken, uh, Kentucky. Frankfurt. Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Maine. Augusta. Maryland. Annapolis. Mass, uh, sorry, Massachusetts. Boston. Michigan. Lansing. Minnesota. St. Paul. Min, uh, Mississippi. Jackson. Time. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> well, listen, you know, you know, I'm multi-talented. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22, 20. You got half of them. That's pretty good. Yeah, I have them. I'm sure if we went through the other half, you'd probably get them. I mean, so, we can't off air. I think I'd crush it. Truthfully, you only got one wrong, which was the. Which I was, know. Was I couldn't believe I got one wrong. Parents feel a lot man. safer knowing that their kids are getting taught by. Fair you. enough, right? <laughs> no kidding. John, what is the allure of the drive-in movie, and why has that? Why has that been lost? Do you think? Ooh, I think it's making a huge comeback. But you, I think, okay, all right, fair enough. I think the allure of it is that. You know, you can control everything. The volume, the climate, the comfort. You can sit there if you need to take, you know, take the old belt off if you need to while you're watching the movie. Take, <laughs> take the shoes off. Those things are frowned upon at a, you know, a normal cinema. Definitely the belt. Put it home. Don't take your belt off in the yeah. movie theater. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> take it. Take it from me. Um, but anyways, no, I think it's, uh, it's that nostalgic feeling. I, I think that it's, it's cool to see something on a screen, in your car, you know, again, you can go grocery shopping and get all the snacks that right. you want. You're not spending an arm and a leg. You pay 10 bucks, have anyone in your car, you're sitting there, you're watching it. But my family's huge into the drive-in. We have, we have a lot of fun there. It's good yeah, time. I know you're a big drive-in movie guy. Oh, yeah. Anthony, why are you so afraid of raccoons? Dude, don't even go there. Jeez. I like, just freaked out when you said that. I don't know. You know, it, honestly, I, like, the I've pandas. seen, I've seen, <laughs> like, a raccoon get mad before. Like, when I grew up, where I grew up, like, we always go in our back door. So we probably had like a 50 foot walk down the walkway to go to the back door and the trash cans. Like I'm not making this up. We have like seven trash cans that were like lined up. None of them had covers. Like none of them had covers. So you'd walk in and like, as you're walking by a raccoon would pop out, like jump over the fence. And I would like jump, like I'd freak out. And even one time when I was in college or I might've been just out of college, I got home late one night and again, walking down the back and there was three of them just standing and like, we don't have a key to my front door. You know what I mean? So I'm like throwing mulch and like trying to get, and they just like wouldn't move. No key to the no front key, door. No key, no covers on your barrels. What are you doing? Yeah, where were you living? I, I really they never. Sh- I mean, you deserve to get attacked. <laughs> figure, figure it out. They Petrellis screech household, too, right? Yeah, so we just had no a lot of No offense to the Petrellis household, but damn. No, Make this guy a key. Uh, yeah, and that what, was before like you got the barrels that like cities and towns give you now. Like you had barrels that were different colors, different sizes. Did you have the old metal barrels? I had a few. Oh jeez. And then like a few that were on the wheels, like the like Oscar the Grouch type barrels. Oh, you had yeah, the I had a few aluminum ones. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is where we're at. We're talking about trash so cans like people. they they want they would not leave my walkway. And then like obviously that was before like texting and everything else. And I like tried calling my the house phone. My brother wouldn't pick up, so I slept in my car for the night because I was like I'm not wow. walking down my walkway. <laughs> like I'm terrified of them. Like if wow. rack literally walked in here I'd be so embarrassing to catch what you'd catch on camera how I would react so believe it or not 
I had a stuffed raccoon growing up, and it was my favorite. Dude, if you had stuffed that, hey, animal, what was his name? My Rocky? entire life. What was, what was his name? Yeah. I actually don't remember, if I'm being quite honest, and I should know this. Yeah. My mom, my mother would know. I don't remember what his name was, truthfully, but it's true. Good. Well, yeah, he's not around, is he? Still, uh, he's not around. <laughs> But it's right behind you. Like, yeah. Even like a even like a toy stuffed animal. Like if I saw like literally a raccoon, like something that even looked like it, I'd run. Like I'm That's terrified. Fantastic. I'm I terrified. Um, I know you're both massive. This is actually this question is for both of you. You guys are both massive fans of The Sopranos, correct? Oh yeah, huge. Um, what other than The Sopranos? Which like your Mount Rushmore of TV shows? Jesus, that's a bad question to ask me. Um, I mean, Entourage mm. is there for me. Okay, yeah, yeah two more. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. 24. It was all, a great one. All in the Family. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm huge into right now? Because it's a comfort show. I need a comfort show to fall asleep to. With his, I can't watch Sopranos to fall asleep. You can't no, sleep no. and then hear gunfire. I definitely, definitely fall asleep. Well, maybe certain episodes. But yeah, if I know someone's getting whacked, it's hard to fall asleep and peacefully dream. Um, but Frasier. I'm huge into Frasier. Okay. Which is also making a comeback. Is it? He's rebooting. I did hear about this in Boston. That's what I it said again. Heard about this? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm excited. But yeah, Frazier. Okay. All right, so Frazier. Yep. All right, he got one extra, but that's okay. That's uh, fine. Well, Sopranos, and you said 24. And Entourage. Entourage, you get one more. You get four. Mount Rushmore is usually four. That's true. Um, He's got to know his hit. He knows his capitals, but not his hit. Does it don't knows. don't know my not his South Dakota yeah. Mount Rushmore. Pierre, by the way, is a capital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know. I mean. This is going to sound like more of like when I was a kid, but like Say by the Bell. I mean, Say by the Bell right. was pretty legit. I mean, I learned a lot from Zach and Slater, and obviously every young man loved Kelly Kapowski, right? So it was a win-win for all. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Um, John, yep. I know you're a pretty damn good guitar player. Sorry, I know I'm like bringing out all Sorry. these different... Listen. I'm setting you up to be like super braggadocious yeah, no, right seriously. now. His cape, um, he left his cape over there too, by the well, way. Well, yeah. I got to say... <laughs> You did bring the guitar. If you can, if you want, I'm not. Won't make you. But if you, as long as you just answer this question, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. What's your favorite song to play on the guitar? We are a music wow. podcast as well, by the way. Yeah, so like, it would be kind of dope if you play a song right now. But like, you don't have to. Honestly, I, I love playing Dave Matthews stuff on the guitar. Okay. Um, if I had a favorite to play on the guitar, probably Forty One by Dave Matthews. Forty One by Dave Matthews. Yep. Okay. Could we do it? I can noodle around right now. Let's yeah, do it. Sure. All right. Let's go. Here we go. Bring the guitar on. Look at this thing. Did you happen to have this guitar yet? No, just kidding. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. Ten-minute song, but I cut it down to you know. That's okay. Listen, <laughs> that was perfect. Thank Damn. You, thank you. I guess you might need to get your own guest speaker episode at this point. Absolutely. You're a musician. You're, you're a musician, man. He is. Um, Anthony, I hear you're a very, you you're like you're very good at chess, but you could be elite if you like had any time to it's spend true. on it. Yeah. Um, rumor has it a certain somebody you've beat 
49 out of 50 times. Um, what's like one move or trick you'd give like a novice chess player to like just maybe have in their arsenal or their back pocket if you want to give away a little... Uh, as far as like what I do? Like a strategy maybe. Or like, I'm just attack. You know, I feel like in the game of chess, like everyone's strategic and they place their place pieces in certain places. So I kind of just like play very unorthodox and I am very like... I come out with the queen. I come out with the knights and bishops. Like I am on the attack, and I think it shakes people because they want to set their stuff up. And I he just distracts like, them with the state capitals. Yeah, <laughs> he starts like saying them randomly, and the person's Topeka, just like Baton Rouge. And he's just like Chicago is not the state yeah, capital. And then all of a sudden he's just like <laughs> checkmate, and they're like, "What the hell just happened here?" Yeah, no, it's, just, it's uh, but yeah, you know, there was a fifth grader who gave me a run for my money this year. But yeah, I feel like if I actually like, I was really good when I was in middle school. Like I, we, our English teacher was like a chess master. He started, and we were playing mm. all these chess masters, and I was like doing pretty well. And then I went to high school, and just like they didn't have it. And like it was kind of geeky, I guess, right? Like I don't want people to know I played chess, so I just kept it a secret. And then when people brought out a chessboard, I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll play." Like I played before, and then I just he hustled them. murder people. Yeah, like, yeah. The amount of times this year I caught students in class playing chess on their computer. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's not a bad thing to catch them doing. I mean, it, I know right? I could catch them doing a lot worse. Yeah. Having said that, you want TikTok? No, I'm playing chess. It's not. It's not nerdy yeah. anymore. It's making a comeback. Just, hey, listen, just so you know, just so you're aware of that. I might run the. I listen. It might be on Beyond Podcast. I might be covering the chess team somewhere. You should move over. Rock paper scissors. Why not? You are. Got, it's called Beyond. You guys can really do anything you want at this yeah. point because it's called Beyond. I mean, you've, I've boxed myself in. Unfortunately, it's and turntable. Can I just say that? Magic. Like, it's funny you just said that, but that's why we named this what we named it before. It was like Beyond the X's and O's, and then we just cut it. To be on because we We've can go so wherever we want. Yeah, we with did it. literally everything. wherever you want. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. You know? It's pretty incredible. Um, Anthony, I have one more question for you, but I'm going to go to b- b- both questions. So, sure. who I know you, you know, this is a big conversation for you. I'm sure we'll get you involved with this too. Who are like the quarterbacks you consider elite in the NFL? I know Oof. you. Like, I know you have like a hard, hard opinion on this. Like now, it's so interesting because like some of the bigger names aren't there anymore, right? Like no Brady, Brady obviously being the last one. I think like in the NFL right now, like Mahomes is just on a different level. So I would put him like in a class on his own, and then like right below that, I mean, you know, Hurts, right? Like Allen Hurts, like those. I mean, Hurts is. I think if Hurts has another year the way he did, then you you talk about him a little bit more right but like Allen um, I mean Rogers is still in the league I mean we'll see what he does this year but it's funny man like I have this question a lot with people like when we talk about quarterbacks and I just say like think of an end of a game two minutes left you're at your own 20 yard line name all the look at all the quarterbacks who would you say could drive you down the field and you'd be surprised like how many people like might have a difference of opinion about certain people but how many people like nope nope Nope. And then you look at that list at the end. It's only like six or seven quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, so um, I would say those guys are like kind of like next level elite. I mean, I might be leaving somebody out. I'm sure. Yeah, Joey Burrow. I mean, yeah. Burrow's got to be in there right? right? So, you know, yeah, I'd say it's like four or five elite guys. And then I feel like everybody else is kind of on the playing field. But Mahomes is in a level all zone right now. Yeah. Love it. Um, Anthony, so you won the National Teaching Award in 2014, I did, yeah. and you were a hero among us at the Celtics game, which yeah. is pretty, uh, that same year, right? Or is it yeah, year? I think it was like yeah that January, so it might have been like 2014 or 2015, but yeah, that yeah. same school year. Describe what like what those honors were like for you. Um, it's funny, like I don't really talk about it a lot. Like, I know that's ever. why I bring it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's cool, right? Like, I mean, it was really cool. I think. Winning the teaching award came at like a really good time for me because I was really down on like 
my profession and what I was doing and like, was I having the effect I was having? And, um, you know, I think in teaching you go through stages of just like, man, like, is this the right thing for me? Am I doing well? Am I, could I do more? Like, what am I not doing? So winning something like that, I think changed my life. Like truthfully, you know, changed my perspective, my life, like maybe, maybe feel devalidated of the effort that I was putting in and just to continue to do that and grow. The Celtics thing was just kind of cool, right? Like, <laughs> just they picked you up in a limo. They brought you to the front offices. I met, like, Danny Age. I was in his office. I got to go on the court. I met um, – doesn't play for them anymore. Played at Ohio State. Can't think of his name, but his parents Jared were – Jared Zellinger? Bingo. That's exactly who it was. Remember the <laughs> Ohio State guy and Celtics guy. You can't get that one past. His mom was a principal. His dad was a teacher for, like, 30-something years. So we had, like, a really cool, like, five-minute conversation just awesome. about school that, like, About as I long as his career that. was, five minutes. So that's what <laughs> that's cool. And, um, yeah, you know, and then I got to take – what was really cool is I, I have it – I think it's in my classroom now, actually. But it's a picture of me at center court with Marcus Smart. Poor guy. And sorry, Marcus. Anthony Davis when he was with the Pelicans. And I got to take a picture with both of them at half court, which cool. is kind of a cool picture that like I still show people now. But yeah, that stuff's it stuff was great and I enjoyed it in the moment. But like I'm glad you brought it up because I never I never talk about it. Like, I know that's why I wanted to bring yeah. it up. Because <laughs> you, you do never talk about it. Yeah. Um or I never hear you talk about it at least. Yeah. Um John, what's the best part of working with Anthony? If you could pick like one thing. I think um, being on the same page at all times. I mean, yeah. I think we can literally know what we want to do without even saying it. Like, I can maybe get a text message from like, hey, can you do something with this clip? And I know exactly what he wants me to do to the clip and what he's looking for. And I'll send it to him like, bingo. Like, and it's, you know, there's, it's, there's never something sent back where he's like, actually, I was thinking more like this. It's just like I... I think we read each other really well. I think that's the best part. Yeah. Easy. What's one thing that drives him, drives you crazy about him? Oh, if you, if Jesus. The, the nonstop texting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony's very persistent. I think, like, regardless of when you tell him something's going to happen or when you're going to do something for him, he follows up. He is a follower up. <laughs> and it's not like one follow up, it's like multiple follow ups. It's like, I don't have amnesia. I remember what I said to you. Like, and we have these things called phones. You can actually just scroll a little, and it will show you what I said. So, so I mean, true, though. I mean, but you know, that's but it's him doing his due diligence in his own eyes. It's it, it is insane. Um, but I would say he follows up a lot, a lot of following up. Yeah. yeah. All right, last one, and then pop quiz is over. I promise. Song that gets you both hyped up. Just one. Like I the, mean, the one that gets you hyped up. I mean, for me, it's always been, and I'll stick to the song till the end, but like Will Smith's Summertime. Like, it's not Mamba number five? I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, that that's my karaoke song. Okay. I would say that's my karaoke song. Okay. But like that song, just like nice weather, when that thing comes on, it's just like. Will Smith. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. That's very, that is yeah. bizarre. bizarre. Very unpopular. But you, 1989. That song was written, and that is still played on the radio. You can fact check me on that. It's true. That song slaps. Get it? will don't sue us please yeah Uh, but yeah you know that song i think was just written before it's time and i think you hear that song anytime summer comes around and it just doesn't skip a beat for like where it represented philadelphia i'm sure many people in the streets of philly will say the same exact thing but that's how their summer is and that's what it was and i don't know when that comes on it's just never outdated to me interesting okay john you got to top that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Van Halen right now. Always. Van Halen. I mean, I can't not air guitar the solo that Eddie Van Halen 
demonstrates in that song. When you hear right now, oh, I'd run through a brick wall for anything. Love that song. Love it. Yeah. Well, guys, round of applause for you guys. Great job on Pop Quiz. Well done. Um, moving on to still staying in the main lesson. Um, want to talk to you guys a lot about um, sort of uh, the Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. Yeah. That's been this phenomenon at Miglin Elementary School. I like that word, phenomenon. It, it is. It, it, it is a phenomenon. <laughs> like, you would not think something so simple would have gone got, and gotten so big. I mean, this kid, what's his name again? Adam. Adam. Adam? My goodness. King Adam. King Adam, legitimately. Yeah. Kid wears, if you haven't seen this before, it's, it's unbelievable. Go to the Beyond's uh, Instagram, and you guys will see all of these rock, paper, scissors uh Tournaments. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. This kid Adam dresses in a suit. Yeah. So he's a fifth grader. Yeah. And he's beaten. It's a business day for you him. It's funny. crazy. Cool. Everyone he's beaten has given him something. So he's wearing like pieces of his victims on his, <laughs> like there's a pin from here. He's like Thanos. There's, he just yeah, takes, a, he there's takes a chain <laughs> from here. Like it's literally looking at him. You're like, oh my God, this guy, it's like, it's, it's like a kill count on the kid. Like yeah. he's got it all. He's in garb. It's like an old warrior. And I'm sitting there and every time I get a video from him, I'm like, look at this kid's got paraphernalia all over. Everywhere. Just flare. I mean, he's, yeah. he's beating like police chiefs and the was mayors, super, mayors yeah. and superintendent, people from Fox news, 25. Fox 25. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So how the hell did this thing get so big? Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I joke about this with, um, I won't say her name to embarrass her, but I joke about this with a person a lot. And we talked about like, he was just the right kid to win. Like of all the kids in the tournament, it didn't matter who won, but like a kid who was just kind of like quiet, doesn't say much. You really have to drag words out of him. He came the first day with a suit on. Like it just like, you kind of were secretly rooting for him in a way. And yeah, like the mayor sent us a um, like a video, like a random video, just openly challenging him. And I sent it to the giant. Look at this, dude! Like this is the start of something. And we knew we knew it potentially could be big, but we didn't realize how big it was going to get. And our school and our school community has I mean, most of our school has backed us. I'll say that. And I'll leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> if they, I, they don't listen to me anyway. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But uh, I think I know. But that's okay. That's fine. But most of our school has backed us on this, and um, even the community. Like I went to a kid's birthday party today. I had three parents come up to me being like, "You guy, this is the morning announcements, rock paper scissors tournament." Like they knew all about it, and I was like, "Yeah, actually, we are." I, I, I'm never know? there live for them, but I get the videos. And the last one that he had. In the auditorium at the school, I was floored. It looked like a sold-out show. Like yeah. in all honesty, it's kids went nuts. They were screaming. I'm like, this is so cool. Like the kids must love being part of that. Like, teachers had theme music. Oh, yeah. like it was, it was crazy. crazy. Well, I know then you did it with the teachers, and a certain teacher that I am close with did horrible. <laughs> I mean, we almost swept. Swept. We, she got swept. We, we almost <laughs> we almost had to change the locks at home. That's how embarrassed. <laughs> How much shame she brought to... I noticed when that video came out, too, right in the comments immediately was a comment from you just about your disappointment. Super oh. disappointing. <laughs> like, the amount of the amount of training we did days before that at home. Like, yeah. I, it's 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 not my finest hour as a, as a coach. I will say that. But, um, nah, I'm only kidding. Love you. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, this thing is just... It's that, taken it's off. A, it's taken a life of its own, really. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, even the mayor, like it's the rock, paper, mayor. Scissors. Like, it, it, it blows my mind. And he wins, it. though. Like, he's lost a couple times. We've had, like, a, a rematch clause. I love the his, clause. In the his clause contract. It's unbelievable. Invoked his rematch clause. He's got 30 days to do it. And he does it on the spot. So, like, <laughs> which is great. And none of the matches are, like, like 
it's not like he's meant to win every time. Like they're legit. Like he wins majority of the time. Like you know he they beat the mayor like four to one. He beat the chief four to two. He went ga- he went seven games with Kavanaugh and um, the the Middlesex uh, sheriff. Uh, one of the teachers he smoked. Stage, like the WWE. superintendent he blew her out of the water. Showed up at his showed up at her office not knowing. We were knocking on the windows. We came in. We had signs the whole nine yards. Beat her four nothing. Killed her. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, is there strategy to rock, paper, scissors? Is this kid just a psychological wizard? I think it's a, I think he's just, like, intimidating. Like, when you walk in and you see a kid wear a suit, and some weeks he wore a cloak. Like, he, his mom bought him a cloak, so he had, we had, like, a hood with, like, a oh, gold so chain. Oh, and yeah. we're just like, this kid is on, like, people fear him. Every person we interview after, their first comment is like, that was pretty I intimidating. I think he computes the odds in his head, like, yeah. before he throws something, he, like, knows what the person's going to throw. You can see him thinking. That's yeah. scary. And it's, then we have security, too. And then you walk in with two security The security guys. thing's hilarious. Like, security like, guys awesome. that talk trash and, like, just get in opponents' faces. Like, it's it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Hostile environment. I don't know how <laughs> anyone can perform there. But that's the thing. Like, with that tournament, like, in all seriousness, too, like, <laughs> beyond, right? Like, we talked about the name and being beyond. Like, for us, I'm a teacher. Like, we're dads. Like, to me, that's, like, cool stuff that you get to see things that I do outside of this podcast or like what my life is outside of this podcast. Like if you go on our social media, you see me with my kids, you see me in school and you see me just like posting, whether it's inspirational stuff, trailer clips that we did clips that kids might've sent us or a touchdown or a big hit or a basket or a buzzer beater, whatever. Like we post it. Like our social media is like meant to just, it's feel good. There's no swears in it. There's no bad content. There's nothing inappropriate. Like, we're dads. I take a lot of pride in that, knowing that a lot of kids in school follow our podcast, wear our swag, their parents follow it. Like, So to me, that's like a huge thing that we can do what we're doing without dropping F-bombs and without being inappropriate and without doing things that would be questionable, not only for our podcast, but for like my occupation anyways, too. So um, I think... I give us a little bit more credit in the way that we create content because we have to be smart about how we can draw in an adult audience, a kid audience, a male audience, a female audience, and how we can do that. Like our analytics like a year ago were like 80-20 male to female. And our Instagram analytics now are like 49-51. Like they're that close, like that it's Mm -hmm. 50-50. So we know what we're doing is not just about sports because you mentioned it earlier, it's niche, right? So like... If you don't play niche. sports, you care less what we're posting on there. Right. If you're not interested in sports, you care less what we're posting on there. So having sauce sauce, having rock, paper, scissors contest, you know, working with different businesses and doing ads and pop up things for them, like covering elections, restaurants, right, like, like everything. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's actually a good trend. I wanted to talk about that, too. You guys covered a Medford election. I mean, that might be our and funniest video. Or you, MC, you emceed it, right? So we, we or you emceed the inauguration. The inauguration of the Medford. That's wild. So how, the heck, how did that end up happening? I think it's just a Mefford thing. Like, John, she reached out to John very early on about doing some graphic stuff for her while she was running. Uh, Videos of Mefford. And the stuff he put together was just, like, unbelievable. I mean, it might have won the election, truthfully. (laughs) But, like, it was unbelievable. And and, um, I felt like... We did. We cover the uh, the election, and then all of a sudden, like that video took off. At least in Mefford, right? Like people outside of Mefford didn't care. But if you live in Mefford and you understood that the city council meeting was a battle, the school committee meeting was a battle, the mayor meeting uh, election was a battle. Like there were battles everywhere. So we just thought, like, hey, let's just run a camera, talk to voters, have fun, and just do something different. Like I feel like we're pretty funny, you know, in a very clean way. So. 
we just like we knew the players involved and we just kind of knew like where to go and what to do and we went we to hit a home run station that night like yeah asked the funny questions and, and like you said i think he got uh, selected to be the MC because it's a public figure in medford he's a teacher in medford and it's clean they know that it's not going to be someone who's going to go up there and and you know be filthy or anything like that so it was cool to see. Yeah. And it, it was fun to do. I mean, I'll say I did make a huge mistake the day. Like, got to announce it. I forgot to announce the mayor. So here I am. Oh, Everyone's standing up, right. okay? Yeah. I announced all the school committee members. Now, I want to defend myself here quite a bit. I was only supposed to do a small part, but people were bailing out like last minute. So then I had to take this person's part on and take this person's part on. And before you knew it, I took on everyone's part. So, like, here I am giving introductions, making sure I knew names perfectly, everything. And I'm like, okay, can everybody be seated? And the mayor's just hanging out the door waiting for an introduction. I'm watching live from home, and I'm like, <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> announcer. She's there. Yeah. Say something. And it was like, oh, geez. So, we got – some lady lit us up in, like, a local paper. It didn't really light us up, but she definitely – took a couple shots at us for it. So we ran, we did like, okay, let's rebuttal in a clean, funny way. So we did a press conference and it was like, John did some voiceovers. It was Belichickian where like, we were all questioning Anthony, like, how did you mess up the name? How did you forget <laughs> like all this stuff? And it's like, Anthony kept like the, we're all to Cincinnati kind of thing. Like, just like kept saying like, you know, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm not talking about it. And Then he got up from the press conference, you know, all flustered saying, all right, I'm, I can't do this anymore. But it was, you know, it's just all, all fun. But that's, you know, where other people might have been sensitive to that or getting torn apart or whatever. Just let it roll off. And yeah, people were, it. like, texting me, like, nonstop. Being like, you see this? You see this? Like, picture and screenshotting it. And I was like, how can we be so funny about Any press is good here? press is what yeah, I was saying. That's what, yeah, that's real. <laughs> so, real. yeah. That's hilarious. Like, yeah. And it really is. Um, I, I love it. Um so, out of the hundred episodes you guys had, so initially you were you were having a lot of coaches on. Um, you've started to, and then it was, it was more high school coaches, and then it grew to college coaches, and then you've had some former players on. Like I knew you had uh, uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Wiggins, Wiggins on yeah. from the Patriots, which is crazy. But now you've also had a lot of high school kids on and things like that um, to to showcase them as well, which I think is really cool. It must be awesome for them to have like to be able to go on a legitimate high school sports podcast as a high school athlete that's pretty pretty damn cool um out of the 100 episodes do i know you probably have a special place in your heart for all of them it's almost mm -hmm. like picking your favorite kid i don't mean to ask that but are there any moments on the podcast or an episode or part of an episode that stands out to you in any way it can be a good thing it could be sort of a negative it could be like something went horribly wrong or it could be just a funny moment like anything that you feel like stands out from like any of you like some moments some special moments from your first hundred episodes yeah i mean i have one i mean obviously my first episode was like the head coach that i played for that i coached with and that i eventually took over for so that was like that's always the most special one to me sure but i would say and i use this one all the time but i had on this defensive back coach from mercer uh university his name was right. david cole um, he coached Kyle Duggar, right? Yeah, yeah. from the Pats. He, that was cool. And I think being able to talk shop with him, like professional football, what scouts were looking at, and being able to dialogue and him being like, you know your stuff. Like that we have a legit conversation about college recruiting and being a professional athlete and training and draft day. And to be able to feel like I could hang with him, that me that was like probably – the first four months I was doing the podcast and that moment when I was like, I could interview anybody and I'd feel comfortable with it. So for me, I had certain points. I used to tell people, if I suck, tell me like, if this isn't good, 
tell me because I don't want to invest so much time into this and everyone's just like, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. And I'm really not right. So 100%. I always had those like four months, six months, eight months, 10 months. But after that mark, it was like four to six months. I was like, man, I could literally have anybody on here and I'd feel comfortable doing it. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like you've like, in, a lot, in what ways do you feel like specifically have you grown as like an interviewer? I think I've learned to not be as serious and tight. Like early on, I definitely felt like I had a script and I stuck to it. And as time went on, I was like, I'm just going to use more of my humor and make little bullet points of different notes, but really just have a conversation based off of what they're saying and going back and forth and not being as like planned out. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely do my homework on my guests and find out all sorts of awards they won or how many wins they have or what their season was the last four seasons and I got their wins and losses. Like I do try to find cool little things that even they're like, oh, I didn't even know that about myself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say I definitely just like loosened up and just was more me than trying to be like a robot, you know. Yeah. What about you, John, in terms of like, you could, you could answer this question a couple of ways. Obviously, you could answer it as yourself, as yeah. an editor, as a producer, but just or just in general, things you've noticed about Anthony or things that you've seen from the show in general that you feel like has really grown in, in, in positive ways or any episodes, of yeah. course, too, that you feel. I, I think to start with like a special episode would be the first one that I worked on and it was special for a few reasons. One, it was because it opened the door for me to get back into that, you know, visual you know creativity that i could get into second was because it was my best friend's dad that was on he was a former red sox right. player yeah, yeah, yeah. and um to hear him and, and he you know he's a huge fan of baseball he's an ex uh major league baseball player but to hear him he's got no connection to the league anymore so it was unfiltered and he was saying things that like you know anyone that's still tied to mlb would never say or so talk true. about and he was being completely honest like i'd love to get him back on but that was really like one that always sticks out to me because, again, that was the first one that I did anything for Anthony on was that episode. And it was my best friend's dad and all this stuff. So uh, that one has a special place in my heart. But as far as uh, Anthony interviewing, like he said, and it's he's definitely turned it into a conversation. We've talked about that before where we've said, you know, hey, you know, don't throw a bunch of stats out and everything like that. you got to remember that like people listening to this in – they want to hear from these coaches and players, especially the, the high school players, what is it like, what's your life like? Because they can relate so much more to people talking about their everyday things or their everyday lives or what they what it's like to be a student athlete or what it's like to be a coach and you know the, the tough times, the, the great times and all these things. Those answers, everyone's so intrigued to listen to, and Anthony's done that. He's turned it into a conversation, and he's not just going by script. You know, He's literally saying he's throwing something up, and he's letting the person talk and discuss it, and 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 then more questions, you know, develop from that question that he asked or something he brought up, and it's creating a, a much smoother, more fluent um, conversation. And I think that's it's been a huge improvement. And yeah. I think that's what's been great. Yeah. I think something too that I because I think I had the same sort of issues as you, not issues, Sorry. but just like sort of uh, mentality early on as well of sticking to a script and, yeah. you know, feeling as though um, it had to be this buttoned up thing. And I think what <laughs> always goes better anyway is just that organic conversation, yeah. just that human and humanizing the guests, right? Like, you know, I work in an industry, the music industry where, you know, people are trying to sort of show a certain facade or have right. this sort of image that they want to uphold. And I get all that stuff, but 
I think it's important to humanize the person that you have on and like try to make a connection with them. And I think yeah. people appreciate that. Like all our best episodes too, I feel like are ones that are the feedback that I've gotten that people say, oh, this was a really impactful episode because I was able to connect to X, Y, and Z. It had nothing really to do with like, you know, the guests coming on and talking about their favorite song, you know what I mean? And yeah. like or that they've done or like the big hit song they have versus with you guys, like, you know, you can talk about the wins and the record all you want, but right, right. it's really about those connections at the end of the day that either the coach is making to the program as a whole or maybe a specific couple of players or um, maybe a specific team or just what they've learned as a coach. Yeah. And it's interesting for you, and I think this is what makes you very unique in the space that you're doing it, because you were a coach before. Yeah. It's not like I was in the, I'm not a musician. So for me, I've just been a fan of music and a consumer of music for my whole life. So for me, it's been, I come at it more from that angle. You come at it from a coach's angle. Yeah. And that must have made that transition potentially a little bit easier. Cause I think, or maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe in a lot of those moments, you were thinking, okay, how would I want to be Hell yeah. asked? What would I want to be asked? What are the things that I would want to talk about? Yeah. I wouldn't want to just talk about, oh, yeah, I had 10 wins in 2010, and that's right. great. Right. But I think the hardest thing in like sports in general, collegiately, professionally, and you're seeing it even trickle down to high school now, is like you got two or three-year window. If your program doesn't grow and you don't have success, Especially the finger's college. pointed at you. Yeah, college, you don't have a job. Like, yeah. You're gone. Yeah. You know? And in high school... High school can be a little bit more forgiving. It can so be. I, and there's a lot of different factors. Like parents and kids like you might be dealing with parents maybe a little bit in college division three but not much like if a parent's a pain they're not going to recruit that kid or they might not have that kid just because of that and that's fact like i know coaches who haven't uh, accepted a kid or had a kid come to their program because the parents are a lot to deal with and so i think at high school like for us like early on having coaches on it was easy to ask them things about their program like off-season, social media, um, hiring assistant coaches in your process behind that. Like, what are you looking for? Leadership. Like, stuff that was, like, cool topics that other coaches would listen to. And I think as we evolved and got better, it was also kind of like these kids, like, when we cover games, kids would DM us nonstop being like, I saw you on the sideline when I made this catch. I noticed you got this three-pointer. Oh, I noticed you were under the hoop and saw this. And that kind of started the light bulb of like, man, if I had these kids on more, they're going to tell all their buddies they're on it. Everyone's going to listen. Everyone's going to want to get on it. Then they share their clips with us. Now kids are randomly sharing their clips with us. And I just felt like that was an opportunity for us to hit the acceleration button and go. Because my plan was, get to the ADs. They're the ones who are going to book things for us. But I've noticed in doing this, it's almost the other way around now. It's like if these kids get on a podcast or their team gets covered and it's cool, these parents are going to get in those ADs and coaches' ears, and they're going to have us come in. And then we cover the boys' basketball team, which means we have to cover the girls' basketball team. Exactly. Or we cover the girls' hockey team, we have to cover the boys' hockey team. And that's like where we're interviewing these kids now. Like our views are way up. Our interactions on social media are way up. Because I had some great coaches on. But they like, I don't even know the password to our Twitter account. And it's like, that's great. But that like sucks for us because no one is promoting us besides us. And no, that coach isn't like promoting it to their program or to their kids or to their community or to coaches in the league. So it was kind of like a cool episode. But for us, it didn't do much. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of recalculated what we felt like was the best strategy was kids want to see themselves. Kids want to hear themselves. Kids want to you know send us clips. They want it. So 
We've yeah. geared it more towards – we still have coaches on, don't get me wrong, but we've definitely taken a path towards having really good athletes who have either a college sport that they're going to be playing or they're academically through the roof on top of it, like a, you know, a super athlete. So we really are trying to capture so many different lights of an athlete and not just like what they put on a stat sheet. And that is – kind of really helped us like he said it with his daughter earlier like i've been to those medford fields or games that the girls were like can we get a hat can we get a t-shirt can we get this can we get that like that means they're paying attention to us yeah. like you but know I, i'm and, utilizing her too to i'll throw something up like, hey a lot of my videos i'll i'll throw a song on there and she's watching me edit and she goes don't use that song i'm like why she's like i don't like it i'm like <laughs> okay well if you don't like it then probably no one's gonna like it okay <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking here she's like do something like 80s, Dad. I think this would be cool if you do, like, an 80s song. I'm like, okay. But, or, Carly, like, I want you to listen to this episode, and she'll listen to it. And she had a few teammates on, and she has a few peers on uh, talking to Anthony. And she's like, it's really cool because he's not just asking, tell me about the best hit you ever had in softball. He's asking, tell me about home life. What's it like being a straight-A student, you know, working hard towards your grades, and then you're practicing every single day and coming home and all this stuff, and – the kids love to hear that. They want to hear it. Not for nothing. We're, if we're helping just one kid out who might be down or might want to give up or, or doesn't, you know, they're not able to juggle all those things going on and they hear someone who's doing it and they give them some insight on how they're doing it and they take that and they utilize that and they use that to their own their, their own daily life, that's a huge win for us. You know what I mean? And, and I think... And for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's why, I mean, it, it's it's a big advantage to have my daughter where she is right now because, again, a lot of people that we're talking to and interviewing and and know us and talk to us are her peers and people her age. And it's, it's, it's great. It really is. I love it. Guys, you guys are really doing a wonderful thing for the community and for just the greater Boston and really Boston area all these communities that needed something like this. You guys have really filled the void. And I think it's, it's a testament to anybody that wants to get in these creative spaces of how can you do something that's niche. When I started, just for context, when I started this podcast, I was just reviewing music. How many freaking music review platforms are out there? There's right. so many, right? right? Once I started focusing on the Massachusetts scene, right. things clicked. And for you guys, you guys could easily done another sports podcast where you talk about the Patriots, the Celtics, or whatever. But we have 98.5 for that. Right. You have right. you have Nesson for that, right? Whatever it is. So for this to – it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And the only hurdle I thought I ever had when it came to you was the technology thing. And you've yeah. clearly figured that out. Definitely amongst yeah. the two of you. I just got, if not more got so, the you, just, you just got somebody <laughs> that needed it. But I feel like when I'm – you know, knowing you, Anthony, as long as I have now, it's like – you know, you're personable. It made sense. It just, it all kind of made sense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy for you guys and where you're at. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about before we get to the final question, final really segment of this, and that segment's the shortest segment, so don't worry, we're almost done. No, please, um, <laughs> all day, man. This is great. Um, the amount of sponsors are also like um, partnerships you've made with like different entities or businesses and things like that like you know obviously with someone like uh or a business like cheney's for yeah. example um you guys have done so many other things with these other businesses so can you guys shed some light and talk about what that's been like to i guess not only work with some of these other companies but to also like is that is that like a validating thing when they either approach you 
to work with you guys or vice versa when they accept and want to work with you. So I'll let I, you go, yeah. I saw something the other day. I'm not going to quote it right, but it was like a meme or, or a saying, and it was like, you know, while they're too busy worrying about what I'm doing, I'm at the top with everyone else working together. And I took from that like, okay, so instead of sitting there going, oh, who's my competitor? Who, you know, who do I have to work against? Throw that out, like the competition, throw it out because everyone's going to, you can see everything. There's, there's competition everywhere. Someone's doing what you're doing somewhere. Someone's saying what you're saying 100%. somewhere. Someone's using what you're using somewhere. Why not team up with people that are going for the same common goal and work together? And I think that's where the sponsors come in is that we're not competing against each other. We're, we're all trying to get the followers. The, the, you know, for something like Cheney's, they're trying to get the foot traffic into their, to their establishment. You know, other restaurants that we've gone to, gyms that we've worked with, all these people are looking for the clientele, for the people, the same that we are. Our clients can all use our services in different ways, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, I like to think that someone's listening to our episode eating a Cheney, and then after they've finished a whole six-pack of Cheney's, feel bad and go to Puccieri's gym and go work it off. And they've used all those people, <laughs> and, and we're all sponsoring each other. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we're all connected together. So why not work together? And, and the sponsors that we have, they have so much credit that are deserved to them because they, they've been there for us, and they've had us – they keep the, the creative wheel going in my head and his head all the time. Like, how do we work with them? Let's not just throw their logo up. Let's not right. just say, oh, this is sponsored you by so-and-so. We've gone to the to Bucheri's. We've gone to Cheney's. We've gone to these other businesses. We've spotlighted them. We've we've taken their business and done something creative with it where it's not just, like I said, throwing a logo up there and someone goes, oh, great, they're sponsored by a restaurant. Whoop-de-doo. Like, we're going to go there. We're going to show you the, the food. We're going to show you the gym. We're going to show you all these things. And let's help them out with their social media and stuff like that. So I think it's great to have that team with you. And that's what I – I see it as a big family. I don't see it as separate entities. I see it as a big family all trying to help each other out. And you will not get to where you want to be without help and without friends and teammates. That's the truth. I mean, I don't know how to follow up on that. I hit the nail on the head. Um, Mic drop on that one. Yeah, I mean, he's right. And I think that's why we work so well together because there are other people like doing what we're doing. Maybe not the same exact way we're doing or everything that we're doing, but there's videographers out there who are killing it podcasters who cover high school and college sports that are killing it and like we like their stuff and comment to them and ask them questions like i'm always like how'd you do this or what made you think of that or like whatever like because i'm genuinely like a fan like anybody who's putting the work and the effort and what they're doing like we are there's a respect for um and some are giving us great feedback and some are acting like they don't want to share the secret it's like you know, nothing, nothing. I can go on YouTube and learn what you're doing. Right. How about just help help a person out? Right. Like, and there are people out there that have much more expensive equipment than we do. You know, we started with phones. It's we it's up it. until November of 2022, we were using iPhones to do everything. Yeah. And that's all that was needed. But we, you know, felt like that we wanted to up the game a little bit. But like you said, you reach out to people, and it's 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 amazing who wants to help and who doesn't want to help. And I just think it's us as like people, right? Like. You surround yourself with good people. Like people say this, but like your three best friends or your three closest friends, like they're a reflection of who you are. So like when I surround myself with people like John and other people in my life that are like willing to give and willing to care and willing to go an extra effort, like that's just like who we are. So I don't look at people's competition. Like I really don't. Like I wish people success in what they're doing, even if it's the same thing as us or very close to us. 
I just know we're going to do it our way. And that's kind of been our formula. Like we're just doing it our way. Like what we think is funny, what we think is cool, what we think is different. And yeah, like, and if it's better than our competition, great. And if it's not, it's not, but we seem to feel like we have a pretty good formula and but come along love. for the ride with us. I yeah. Mean, I don't think you should ride people's coattails. Yeah, right? you know, like, I don't think you should ride people's coattails either, but at the same time, just, just come along with us. Like let's, we can knock this out together. Let's have fun. You know? Yeah. And I think, our relationship with you is definitely a perfect example of, you know, we're not going to compete and try to put up music reviews and, you know, you're not going to go out to a high school game and try to record anything, but we found a way to work together, you know, and you said it before and you touched on it. Like, yeah, people can just, you know, review something, whatever it is. But I know you and I've talked about it before. The music scene locally has taken a massive hit. And what you've done is you've taken these artists that anyone nowadays, and I'm, I'm a musician, anyone can take buy a microphone and record themselves now. What separates them? Their story, what their message is, what they're trying to get across in their art. You know, you shouldn't see it as, how can I be better than someone? You're never going to be better than someone. How can you be different and how can you reach the most people that you can reach in a good way? If I reach one person and I've really touched them and they love what we're doing, I would rather that than get my stuff out to thousands of people that I go, I don't want to watch this. I don't, I don't care. You know, that doesn't do anything for me. Because better or worse is subjective, but what you're talking about is objective. If you can, if you make yeah. a difference in somebody's life through an episode or now you're a, better or a music, yeah. right? Both people are, are on the receiving end of that. Agreed. So that makes total sense. I think that that totally, and, and I hear what you're saying because it's like, yeah, obviously, you know, my show and your show is vastly different. We don't really talk about, I mean, I'm a sports guy. I grew up a sports guy. But my platform's not about sports. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's a matter of, yeah, how can we, instead of saying, oh, well, we're way too different. We can't figure out a way to work together. It's like, oh, well, how many times have we, truthfully? Yeah. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've helped sponsor some of your, you know, your, um, your events for, uh, for the Cornhole for Communication. Like, mm -hmm. and that meant a lot to me to be able to be a part of that and, and, and give back in that way. Like, it's more of the things that I'm trying to do. I mean, with this, this, album that I'm creating right now I, I was managed I managed to get 20 producers and 42 artists on this compilation album it's going to be a Massachusetts compilation album of all artists from this area That's and awesome. like that is that it's is like I take so much pride in something like that yeah. you should over like you know views on something or whatever it's like it, you know it's building that community aspect and that being the important part of it um, and I and I appreciate that you guys feel the same way and that that's how you operate and that you've actually helped to shine light on some of these other small businesses that might not even be in your lane at all, but you've figured out a way to make to it get work them involved. Sure. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, if this is not a ringing endorsement, any of like my audience <laughs> listeners or whatever, that you guys should check out Beyond, follow them. Absolutely, absolutely do that. This has been a phenomenal episode. I'm honored that we were able to do this. It's incredible. This, this is Thank like the so first much. really like podcast we've actually shot here so yeah if you're a podcast content creator whatever it is you do hit us up awaystudios.org uh we got nice uh, digs yeah yeah it's and it's, it's incredible it's awesome. hair thank you thank you yeah i appreciate that i mean we have a great staff here that will help you with whatever you need creatively um space to do your thing and be your best creative self we're here for you so if uh you know you're interested hit us up at awaystudios.org fill out an inquiry form and Let's see how we can help you be the best creative you possibly can be. Um, my final question to you guys, I'll leave you with this. Um, this is the open response. Normally when I have guests on, we do the dream song scenario. Maybe for you that would apply, but we're just going to throw that out for now since it's not what we're doing. Um, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity here to just 
answer, I guess, a two-part question. The first is, you know, after everything we've said today, if you could wrap it up in one sort of statement, Anthony, I guess I'll start with you. What does beyond mean to you? Yep. And where do you see yourselves at episode 200? Because I inevitably think you're going in that direction. Yeah, I mean, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I just see beyond as a, honestly, like this is kind of a really good question that I, my quick answer would be is beyond is a reflection of us. Like, I think that like yourself and like anybody else who like pursues something that they're really passionate about, you, you're all in on it, right? And, and most people that are all in on it are focused and, and know what they're doing and know what they got to do and they can time manage their stuff and balance their life and all of that. So for me, it's just a direct reflection of our hard work of like what we want to do to show off the people, who we want to spotlight, what we want to become, um, but doing it the right way and not doing it in a way that... Um, you know, is the same as somebody else or doing it in a way that um, is like generic. Like we have fun, we enjoy it. Um, and most importantly, we're changing lives. Like I, it sounds corny, but it is true. Like kids who've heard themselves and we bought a kid a pair of sneakers when we covered a game one time because he didn't have sneakers. Like, and he couldn't play because he literally didn't have sneakers. And he had a way to get his paycheck to play. And we were just like, no way. Totally like, we're literally going to buy this kid a pair of sneakers right now. And then we did. Like, to me, that's just, like, who we are as people. So, to me, Beyond is just another reflection of us and who we are as people and how we want to give back to our community locally, statewide, athletic teams, businesses. Like, yeah, we're good guys, man. We want to work and help people. Like, I, I'm not looking for millions of dollars out of this. Like, I'm looking literally to make someone day or night or year or month or whatever and i feel like something as small as a niche as this is does that so was there another part to that that i answered where parts? do you see yourself in, at episode 200 oh man um back here all right <laughs> no i mean episode 200 like for us at that point i think we would have like as better equipment even better cameras better stuff maybe some interns, maybe a few people working for us that we cannot, John and I don't have to worry about John and I being at everything. John can go here, Anthony can go here, our interns can go here, and we can cover more of what we're covering at once. Spread the love. Yeah, so yeah, for us, enough. it's just growth. It's just, yeah. for us, but our biggest enemy right now is time. Time, yeah. That's it. That, likewise. You know, likewise. biggest enemy, yeah. so. John, same question. What does Beyond mean to you and where do you see yourself at episode 200? I think beyond is the response I would give to anyone that asks what our platform is. They can say, you know, is it high school sports? It's beyond that. Is it, you know, sauce offs? It's beyond that. Like we we literally do so many different things because we want people to we want to keep people on their toes. We want people to be entertained by what we're doing and stay at that community level where we're not trying to, you know, con continuously just keep showing the same thing over and over and over and over again. We want it to be different. We want it to spotlight different people, different parts of the community. And I think what it means to me is the fact that we've, like I said, we've grown so many relationships. We've talked to so many different people, the networking we've done, the people we've met, the families we've met, the stories we've heard. It means so much to me because I have now so many more connections in my life. And, it, you know, there are more people that I've met and talked to than I would have normally, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that. That's the biggest thing. That's the most important thing from beyond for, for me is being able to have that. Yeah. Um, 200 episodes, same with Anthony. I mean, hopefully I get a record deal here. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I think, you know, equipment upgrades always nice, but I think 
I think we, I want to be in a place where we want to be better at the 200th episode. I don't want to just be settled. I don't want it to be, I want it to be exactly like this one is. I want it to be where we're still hungry for it. We're still passionate about it. We still want to try different things and try different segments out and things like that. I want to be just as passionate about this as I am today at the 200th episode. I think it's beautiful, man. Well, you guys have said a lot of things that have totally inspired me. I am sure that anyone listening to this is definitely going to be inspired as well. Um, You guys are, like I said, when you had asked to approach me on something like this, I unequivocally was like, absolutely, because I I really do feel like you guys are making an amazing impact. So thank you so much for being here and doing this episode with me and and choosing to do it here. Um, I'm honored to have you and for us to to do it here and, and do something like this. Um, it's, it's pretty damn special. So listen, the hundred episodes, he, he said it too. He's like, who do we have on? Like, we can't just, we can't just throw it at some random person, but Hey, you're our hundredth guest or anything like that. And you were the first person he thought damn. about. Well, yeah. man, so, that's, that's love, yeah. like mad respect. Um, I guess it's kind of, it's full circle, isn't it? It is, man. Isn't it? I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't know taught him how to hit record. That's literally, I, 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 I mean, taught you everything. You know. Turn the computer on. <laughs> that, that was the start. But in all seriousness, like we appreciate the love, but like Absolutely. back at you, dude, like to see where you've gone, like just even when you came to help me set up and like these ideas that you had, like to me, like I'm attracted to people that like are hungry and like want to do stuff that goes beyond their everyday life beyond their everyday right but like goes beyond their everyday hustle and have to put more work into it after hours or early mornings and like as soon as i heard you start talking i'm like yes like this is someone that i just like want to connect with want to keep in touch with want to work with like because that motivation motivates me and to see the studio and where you're at dude and like you're 150 episodes plus you have recording artists in here all the time like I'm really proud of you, dude. Yeah, like it's it's it. motivating to me to see where you were and what your dreams were to now kind of for us to go, okay, like it's time for us to go get it now too. So um I'm really proud of you, dude. You're Thank doing you. awesome. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah, yeah. no, I it, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like we're both in such different places than when we when you started your <laughs> your, your podcast and uh yeah, it's it I think it's it's like I said, it's a testament to anybody that uh you can make things a reality if you just, like you said, just put that. Yeah. If you really care about something that deeply and you want to make it happen, you can. Yeah. Um, and again, I think us three are even sitting here saying we're, we're probably not where we want to be yet, but we're on our way there. And, and, and is that even a feasible location to be at? Right. Because then once you're there, it's like, okay, well, now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's that constant growth mindset. You know, like, gets Keep broke. your reality realistic. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, of course. Don't make your reality something that is absolutely impossible to reach right now. Right. Make it something that set yourself goals that you can obtain by doing hard work, but don't, you know, cause that's all it's going to do. It's just going to knock you down so many pegs. If you set your goals so high and everything like that, and you're not obtaining them, then you're like, ah, you know what? I give up. Don't do that. No. Again, reality, realistic. It's got to be the same thing. And that can be tough. Like that yeah. can be tough. Yeah. Like when something doesn't go your way and you're like, we missed an opportunity here, you know, and it sits with you, but sure. Um, no, and I'm sure yeah. that there's been mistakes and slip ups along yeah. the way, as there's been with myself in my platform, but also with the studio, like everything, but it makes those wins and when things it's really just are working out, yeah. makes them just that much sweeter. So, uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for being here. This is thank like, you, this man. is a really thank special you. episode yeah. for me and for us to do. Um, I'm so happy you just chose me and you know, this space to do it for anybody that is, fans of or audience of our show um plug away let people know where they can find you guys and uh you know in socials all that stuff yeah anybody anybody you want to shout out as well yeah like instagram uh on the at underscore beyond podcast same thing with twitter 
I think Facebook might actually be my name still. Yeah, it's under your name. <laughs> we'll get that fixed. Uh, well, Instagram used to be his name. We, yeah. fi- we fixed that. We had to fix ago. that one. That yeah, well, you know, it's funny because that was also at the time I was like, I don't know how big this will ever be, so we'll just keep it as my personal. And then once we started growing, we were we like, oh, we got to change this yeah. to beyond, you know. Um, YouTube. Yep, YouTube, YouTube channel well. as well. Um, you know, and, and as far as shout outs go, I mean, we've worked with a lot of different people, so I don't want to leave anybody out, but some of our big ones early on, I mean, Cheney's, Bucciari, uh, Boston PT, uh, wellness, Jim's um, market, Jim's market's been humongous for us. Yep. Um, we worked with gold athletics right now working with snap rays. Um, yeah, we have a few more that I'll keep tight to the chest until we figure it out. Um, but yeah, you know, much love to them because they, helped expose us early on when we were nothing and they saw the vision and they saw everything for us so yeah we want to show love to them for sure the families and the support system yeah for allowing us to go to the friday night games and early saturday games or what have you so definitely the families as well yeah, Friend, awesome. yeah friends and family yeah awesome. people that back us man yeah. yeah i love it i love it well you're here first beyond podcast make sure you guys follow them and if you are a fan of beyond podcast just coming on to us for the first time you can follow us at turntable teachers on instagram TikTok, uh, Facebook, I guess, if you're using Facebook still. Um, same thing. Uh, <laughs> We're old, all right? We're old people. That's why I don't even update my Facebook. You're still using Facebook. You find us on Facebook, too. Um, Turntable Teachers on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Uh, TurntableTeachers.com for all the latest blogs, podcast episodes, merch. And, um, yeah. And then, of course, if you're an artist, music, musician, creative, podcaster, whatever it is you do, videographer, photographer uh hit us up aoastudios.org um and aoa.studios on instagram fill out an inquiry form and we would be happy to get you whatever you need from a creative standpoint um we're available you know we're running services on all of our uh excuse me we're running specials on all of our services um through the i believe the end of the summer so um until october 1st um so take advantage of that once again, congratulations, guys, on 100 Thank episodes. Thank you. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm Mike, yeah, Anthony, and John from the Beyond Podcast with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,